This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. While at the site, please feel free to head over to the radio page where you can subscribe to our show. Wherever you get your podcast, that's or on Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. That way, whenever we put out a new show, you'll be notified and you can keep up to date with all of our latest episodes. Now, today we're going to be talking about a very important topic that I think is neglected in financial planning. And it's it's very likely that you would agree that managing money uh, effectively is a very, very important activity. But are you spending enough time managing your money? So today we're going to look at some money management tips. Now, one of the first tips is to make sure you're giving the money management the time that it needs because not all people are. And in fact, according to an article on The Ascent, which is a website managed by The Motley Fool, Americans spend 25 more time cleaning the house than managing their money. So, yes. (laughs) So we're also going to provide some ways to make your time more efficient. But before we jump in, and that was a good long intro, Tony. I don't want to mean you uh, leave you hanging there, but we're going to welcome Tony Shore to the show as always. My co-host, always great to be with you, Tony. Greg, good to see you. Great to be here. We're going to have a good conversation today. I can tell starting it off that way. Uh, with that quote, Americans spend 25 times more time cleaning their house than managing their money. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Of course, a house <laughs> is worth a lot of money, but, you know, cleaning it. Um, uh, it's good to keep your house clean, but at the same time, wouldn't you want to put some of that time into managing your money as well? But that's where you come in, Greg, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But yeah, I'm doing great. I'm excited about today's show. How are you doing? What's going on with you? Doing great. Um, had a had a great Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, I talked to a lot of my clients, and they had a great Thanksgiving holiday too. And looking forward to getting back to work before we have to get into the next holiday season, Christmas and New Year's, of course. Oh well, yeah, we're in that season. It's but it, I bet it gets crazy for you this time of year, doesn't it? It it can. Um, we usually have a lot of events. Um, a lot of uh, kind of cleaning house topics to do. A um, little bit less on the workshops oh, sure. um, this yeah. time of year. Yeah. So this is this is like kind of my time to catch up on all the stuff that's been on my desk piling for the last few <laughs> sure. months. Sure. And some of your clients uh, probably have questions about year end tax issues before they before they get to the year ends. Do they need to do something with their money that might uh, have tax implications, good or bad for next year. So, um, but let's talk about money management tips that you mentioned. I, I feel pretty good about my current money management style and the help I've gotten, but uh, obviously I can always u- learn more. We can all learn more. So where do you want to start? 
Yeah, so I got a lot of uh, resources today. Um, and we're going to start with something that I think is very important to everybody. And that is to make a budget. Now, this can be really important if you don't have a budget already put in place. Now, it may take some time to initially you know, create that budget. But in the end, it's going to be well worth it. Um, you're, it's going to give you a more full understanding of your expenses and how they relate to your income. And you'll be able to answer, are you spending more? in certain areas? Um, are you assuming you're spending more on certain things? It's going to really let you know where your money is going. Um, is it too much dining out, too much entertainment? Are there surprises in your expenses, like unused subscriptions and memberships, which is pretty common? Well, those charges do add up and they can be a surprise. I've had a few of my own. I may have mentioned this on the show, but we found out we'd been charged uh, 1999 or 1995 a month for like months, like six months. Uh, by Microsoft, and I finally caught it, and I'm like, what is this for? Uh, and it was my son's old Xbox Live subscription that he hadn't used in a year yeah. or for at least <laughs> six months. So uh, that's a lot of wasted money. Uh, See, so it's a good thing to keep an eye on that stuff. So what do we do next? Yeah, so next you will you want to track your spending in relation to the budget that you have set up. Now, simply having a budget uh, is not enough. You know, not following it is kind of like baking a cake and just looking at the recipe once. You know, are you sure you put the right amount of sugar in? You know, a lot of times you, you got to go back to the recipe a few times. So keeping a closer eye on your budget can really help you manage your money more efficiently. So for my first resource, uh, this is a nerdwallet.com article uh, from May 2018. This one's titled, Let's Get Real, What an Average Retirement Costs. So the average retiree household spends almost as much on entertainment as households into 25 to 34 year old age bracket, uh, which is kind of surprising. And that's at nearly $200 a month as a national average. And that doesn't include food. The average cost of that is $483 per month for retiree households. So that's an average of about 700 bucks for food and entertainment each month in retirement. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, that's a lot of money to spend on entertainment and food. And I'm sure for a lot of folks, that might be an area where we can find ways to save more money then. Yeah, I think so. Um, another helpful way to increase your efficiency when it comes to money management is to monitor your credit cards and your bank balances. Uh, credit card interest and fees can add up very quickly. Overdraft fees or fraudulent charges can definitely damage your your bank balances, but by regularly monitoring your credit cards and bank balance, you can protect your money from these fees and frauds. Uh, in fact, there's a, there was a survey done. This is my next uh, resource here. This is by uh, bankrate.com, and they did a survey about the rising ATM and overdraft fees and how much they've gone up um, over 20 years ago. So the average bank overdraft fee is now $33.36 precisely. And Another area that can erode your bank balance is the ATM surcharges. And the survey found that the average surcharge on an ATM was $3.09. And this was a record high. So the average surcharge has set a new record high in each of the past 15 years. Wow. Okay. It feels like every time I stop at an ATM, that surcharge gets higher and higher. <clears throat> yeah. You're not alone in that feeling, Tony. I mean, it's like being nickel and dime yep. to death. And more and more consumers are going out of their way now to find their own bank's ATM to avoid those fees. In fact, a study um, this year, June 2019, um, by 
Marketer Advisory Services, uh, this one titled ATM Banking, It's Not Just About the Cash Withdrawal Anymore, they found that 94% of respondents prefer to use their own bank ATMs. Not surprising. And that number dwarfs the 22% that would use another bank's or 19% that would use the ATM not related to, to any bank. So this is understandable when looking at the survey data. They found that the out-of-network ATMs, those that are likely from another bank or unrelated to, to any bank, had an average surcharge of nearly $5. So if you stop at an ATM just for some pocket cash or something like a, like a cash-only type of transaction, you just need, say, 20 bucks. That's a, that $5 fee is a very uncomfortable 25%. Uh, so you can see how quickly these add up. Yeah, and uh, wow, uh, obviously that's uh, that's crazy, uh, and it's just it is amazing how much uh, the costs go up. Avoiding these fees, it would be a smart financial decision. Obviously, then. Yeah, definitely uh, sounds like a good idea to me. And another good idea for money management is setting goals, and this means setting both short-term and long-term goals. So you may want to consider giving yourself weekly and monthly goals. Monitoring and seeing your progress towards these smaller goals can help you build momentum toward the bigger goals down the line. Now, I want to point out something that I feel connects with this whole conversation. And this one comes from a study uh, by The Ascent published in October 2019. Uh, title of this one is, How Much Time Does the Average American Spend on Personal Finance? So we mentioned at the top of the show, you know, more time is spent cleaning the house than on your finance. The study found that nearly half of Americans want to be financially prepared for the future, but the most shocking discovery is that 97% of the study respondents are not taking time to do so. Yeah, well, we'll have time to dive into that article a little more, but first, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, thanks for the reminder, Tony. Um, if you guys have any questions on today's show, you want to get a hold of us, please feel free to call 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. We got some great links. And if you're not following the Retirement Optimization Group on Facebook, we post articles weekly, and we would appreciate um, if, you, if you looked into that sure. as well. And you were starting to dive into that source, that study by uh, Ascent that was published just in October of this year, How Much Time Does the Average American Spend on Personal Finance?, uh, remind our listeners what that study discovered. Yeah, so so the most shocking part was that, you know, about half of Americans said, yes, of course, they want to be financially prepared for the future. But 97%, almost all of them, said that they weren't taking the time to do it. So those who do spend time daily on managing their finances, uh, the study continued, it, it finds that they spend less than two minutes a day. Two minutes a day. Now think of all the things that you do each day that take longer than two minutes. Are are any of them as important as your financial security? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. I have to admit, I probably spend more than two minutes on a lot of things that aren't as important as financial security. Uh, you know, at the pizza buffet, uh, I spend a lot of time. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And you're not alone in that. I mean, 97% is just a, a, an astonishing number. And to kind of jump into the report even a little bit more, um, they continued to say the average American spends over 85 hours a month watching TV. And that's that's about three hours a day on average. And yet they are still only spending those two minutes managing their finances. 
so in my opinion, you don't have to be an accountant or financial wizard to calculate that this is an equation that probably needs to be adjusted. Yeah, it does seem out of balance, doesn't it? Yeah, and the, the study also points out uh, some cognitive dissonance when it comes to intentions and attitudes about personal finance. So 92% of the individuals in the study agreed with this statement. Nothing makes me happier or more confident in life than feeling like my finances are in order. Well, that's weird because Logical. for me, uh, I agreed with the statement, nothing makes me happier or more confident in life than eating at the pizza buffet. <laughs> right. Well, ni 92% um, probably would agree with that as well. <laughs> Hopefully. But uh, I mean, it doesn't, you know, it's not rocket science, right? Of course, people want their, their own order. Right. But while they, while they might not uh, have the desire is there for the respondents, their actions don't seem to be in alignment. Only around 59% of the respondents thought they could be described as highly financially disciplined or disciplined at all. So there is definitely room for oh, improvement. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I know one way uh, that we can improve that, our listeners out there, is set up it doesn't cost anything to set up a complimentary no cost no obligation consultation with you greg you'll sit down and talk with them and really get them started and get things in order with a solid financial plan how do they get a hold of you again uh, our number is 791-2924 and you're right tony um, i think one of the things that kind of prevents people it's procrastination you know busy in life busy in work and it's just something that you know people don't really think about but once you get a plan in place you get your budget and everything ordered it's everything becomes so much easier it's stress relief it's almost therapeutic and we actually use a tool it's a free app on your phone um, called daily budget if people are having a hard time sticking to their budget i recommend downloading that it's free um, i can help you with that and we can help make sure that your retirement future is going to be in line with all of our great financial reports. So if you want some information, log on to my website at therogroup.org. Click some of those links and videos. Um, or again, the old fashioned way, give us a call. I'd be happy to talk with you. Right. Uh, and I think that's so important. Now, uh, in the first uh, couple of segments here today, we've dove into some money management tips. You've discussed a lot of statistics and some tactics that we can use to manage our money more efficiently so where do we go from here? Well, I want to switch gears from the hard numbers and talk about something um, that has recently been in the news, and that's discount drug cards. I've gotten some questions on these, and I wanted to kind of give some information um, about this. Now, these cards may be a way for people to save money on their prescriptions. Ah, now that sounds good. I'm not sure I know, though, uh, much about the discount drug cards. Yeah, well, you may, you may have seen um, the advertisements. Uh, sometimes they promise huge savings by simply presenting your card when you pick up your prescriptions at the pharmacy. Um, but how do these cards really work? What are they? And how does your medical insurance factor into this? Well, the resource for this topic I have is uh, an article titled Discount Drug Cards Promise Huge Savings on Your Prescriptions, But Is There a Catch? And this is from money.com. And this was published very recently, October 2019. And it makes one point very clear that these cards are separate from your health insurance. The discount drug cards are generally free from fees and may provide lower prices at participating pharmacies um, like Walmart, Rite Aid, Walgreens, um, Target, um, any participating pharmacies, you can actually save money on your uh, prescriptions. 
Right. And that is very helpful because, as we know, pharmaceuticals, uh, the costs have gone through the roof. And I have seen some of those commercials on TV for those uh, discount drug cards. It seems like a deal, but how do the companies then make any money? Yeah, you probably saw these on TV, Tony, because you're spending three hours a day watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Again with my bad habits, they pop up on every yeah. show, don't they? <laughs> yeah, uh, just kidding. But anyway, um, so yeah, good, good question, right? They're they're not charging a fee, so how do they make money? Um, so what they do is they actually charge the participating stores a small fee um, for for the transaction. So for the stores, it's just an opportunity for you to come into their location. And the thought process is that you'll enter the store to pick up your prescription to save a few bucks you'll likely purchase something else. And if you save money on that prescription, the logic presumes you may be more likely to make an impulse buy as well. So it's important to mention that you cannot use these discount drug cards and your insurance at the same time. So you're gonna need to determine when these cards should be used to maximize your savings. Uh, these discount cards are not a replacement for prescription medical insurance, um, but they, like those that do have, uh, the drugs that have generic equivalents, it still may be cheaper through the prescription drug coverage. So you have to kind of look at it both ways. Uh, and you can choose to use a prescription drug card instead of your insurance. Uh, the cost will not count against your deductible. Um, so you, it's, it's important to, to weigh these purchases out each, each time. Yeah. Yeah. You have to really look at everything and weigh it and balance it out. I can imagine some people could have their medical budgets designed with the expectations that they would only pay their full deductible each year. So I can see that being an important thing to remember then. Yeah, definitely. And there, there are many options for these uh, discount prescription drug cards. They, they likely all make money in similar ways, but their discounts vary. Uh, so the money.com article looked at the prices uh, for one common medication, uh, Lipitor. Uh, this is the brand name cholesterol medication. And it was found at the price of $450 for 30 tablets uh, for the 40 milligram dosage. Its generic alternative could be found at a price as low as $6.50 for the same prescription. Um, but they found that those prices varied some between the discount cards. Um, another example, the high blood pressure medication, which is pretty common, um, produced a savings of about $10 a month, which adds up $120 a year, um, depending on the type of prescription card that was used. So it may be worth investigating which card is best for your your specific medications. Um, remember to check your prescription drug insurance coverage as well to ensure you're getting the option that fits your needs. Right. And, and I think that's key right there. Uh, how do you determine which discount drug card then is the right one for you? Um, lots of research goes into that. I and mean, that's a great question. I would point people to uh, retirementliving.com. Uh, they actually put together a listing of what they consider the best prescription discount cards. Uh, if you guys, uh, our listeners want to find this, it's at retirementliving.com slash best prescription drug cards. Um, and that's got hyphens in between the words. So it's retirementliving.com, no hyphens, slash best hyphen prescription hyphen drug cards um, between each word. So they have a lot of good tips there. And they also provide some good uh, tips. For example, uh, choose the generic for your prescription uh, that gives you the best price rather than paying for the name brand. Uh, they also mentioned to understand the ways prescription discount cards may differ from your insurance and also how to use a prescription discount cards mobile app 
for locating the pharmacies that um, they participate with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. Now, uh, it seems like all of this is really good for us to keep in mind. Uh, this is important because, as we said, drug costs are so expensive. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when people get into retirement and they're looking at a, you know, a fixed income, um, costs can add up and your savings can add up. And so finding ways to save um, in retirement can definitely be uh, especially useful. It can be tempting to be drawn in by the advertisements and promises of lower costs, but you have to do your homework. And I, I hope that this episode has given our listeners you know, some more knowledge about these cards um, and their options. Like I said, I have gotten some questions about them and I wanted to take some time to, to kind of go over that. Um, so we also provided you with all the resources. So if you guys want more information, log on to the websites and examine uh, on your own and find out which ones are the best to use. All right. Hey, that sounds great. Now, earlier we talked about uh, more tips for money management. Uh, which included making the appropriate time to manage your money and avoid types of fees, right? Yes. And as always, if, if you'd like to review any of the money management tips we discussed today, um, you can listen to this or any other shows um, by linking onto our radio page at retirementparadiseradio.com. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.